0: This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Hey there, everyone. Uh, this is Naga, your host for today's uh, Passion People podcast. I'm very excited to interview Nikhil, who runs a co working space in Mysore. It is one of its kind uh, and I think uh, you guys will be extremely uh, happy to hear our conversation about all the different things Nicolas tried out in his life and I definitely got uh, very inspired talking to him and this is my second interaction with him so that's how popped I got after uh, meeting him and I hope that you guys can feel the same amount of energy. So hey Nicholas, uh, thank you so much for taking time out of your busy schedule and uh, for agreeing to do this podcast. Um, could you introduce yourself for our listeners? Uh, now you're making me grin too much. Uh, <laughs> I'll, I'll try to stop grinning and start talking. Uh, hi, people. Uh, I'm very obliged to say hi. Uh, love is giving me an opportunity to speak. Uh, and uh, from what I understand, uh, we uh, this podcast is for uh, helping us break our moulds. And I think this is something fortunately or unfortunately I have been doing much before. I could start thinking why I was doing what I was doing uh, and maybe my journey has been a roller coaster ride so that uh, somewhere I could like uh, let people know where where they shouldn't go if they don't want a meeting mm-hmm. from the school of hard knocks. Mm-hmm. So I'm very excited to talk with you today. Awesome, awesome. So that's the whole point, right? The, the whole point is that we want our listeners to, uh, you know, get the best of the insights that you guys have to have, you guys have to share. And you know, in some ways apply it in their lives. So, can you tell me a little bit about uh, your childhood and you know, where you grew up and how that influenced what you're doing here and you know, kind of maybe go through your story? Uh, well, I'll, I'll come back to, to uh, I'll come back to how I'm related to my Okay. Uh, but I remember growing up in a Simmons actually and uh, I knew that there can be big things. In- Lot of, like, I've seen huge tippers, I uh, have vivid recollections of engineers and huge mines. You know. Okay, construction uh, equipment? Uh, not construction, I think it was equipment that was digging calcium for, uh, for the for a cement factory. Ah, okay. Uh, I know it. Okay. And, and, and those are extremely used. They're huge. They're not the regular uh, size. Uh, yeah. And uh, <coughs> my dad did a remarkable thing because I grew up in a small cement car in the middle of nowhere. Oh, okay. Uh, and he, has done, he always... Uh, felt that uh, not having had an English education had uh, curbed him in many <coughs> ways in post-independence India. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he brought me a library of picture books and, and books uh, for children, uh, like maybe 300 of them. Are you it? Well, my mom, uh, I was I was in my mom's home. So so when I was born, I had before I was born, I had a library. Wow, that is so yeah. cool. I have my uh, early childhood memories of him coming back from the cement factory and, and showing me picture books and they were a Russian-Indian, uh, like uh, it was a Soviet Union-Indian uh, collaboration okay of, uh, Russian authors uh, for children had mm-hmm. been mm-hmm. translated into English mm-hmm. and made available for, uh, through India Indian uh, book house for, for Indian people wow. I had an entire collection with me and uh, I grew up. I started speaking English uh, almost uh, trilingually with Tamil and Kannada purely because I was uh, mm-hmm. like seeing the, much before I could understand what it was. I was I was reading, okay. and I think that's the most defining thing uh, for me that that defined me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, because I think all the way until until I got my girlfriend, and mm-hmm. even after that, until I think I I I, I think. Until my first breakup, Mm -hmm. I was an avid reader. After that, there was so much shit in my life, I never (laughs) on time. Uh, And then I've been focusing on my career. So, I do read, but uh, it's very focused and mostly non-fiction. But but I think until then, I had time to read. So, I read every day. (laughs) Okay. So, you're very, very well read. Um, Uh, Not in the last decade, but in general, general, yes, I love reading. I think work also involves parsing uh, huge amounts of information, mm-hmm. um, being able to search for, decipher from large, large possibilities what we really need, and and distill that into formal thought. A okay. lot of information engineering, which is what we do here, uh, mm-hmm. is about. Um, is about formalizing and thinking. So my so so my career is already exerting that aspect of my mind, mm-hmm. uh, and I find it. Uh, so I find very interesting, very few things interesting to read today. Mm-hmm. So it's mostly either translations of scientific texts, okay, because it helps me decipher and discover mythology and science, okay, cognitive science, astronomical science that I can't find in modern modern literature, okay, uh, and also popular science and. Mm-hmm. Keep myself. Uh, I think Google's my most dread thing. Uh, it's good and bad, but, but yeah. Guess you're like a kid in a candy store with Google and like a good internet connection, right? That's all I need. That's <laughs> all I need. Uh, <laughs> sometimes. Uh, I traveled for four years with just that. Okay. Uh, okay. working uh, on a highly responsible job. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, people in the technical team as its uh, architect, okay, uh, but traveling between uh, Udaipur, uh, Goa, Varanasi, and Moscow. Uh, that's an interesting combination. And and that that changed my life as well because it, it, it allowed me to see what how how people can be different, but how behind the similarity there is a behind that difference there's okay. a large similarity, and and that's a overwhelming but humbling experience where you understand that. That, that at the end of the day, we we're are all, we're all seeking that sense of happiness, the sense of belonging, the mm-hmm. sense of discovery. Right. Uh, and then once, well, once that journey starts, I think you should have to find it. After that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I do think that uh, as people, we, we really need to give ourselves those chances. The more I have, like, all that I have read, maybe it gives me a lot of data to talk from. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but I think that the truth is very simple. And it is? it is to trust in yourself it is to believe it is to love it is to heal. okay and i, I think that's uh, yeah and, and i don't uh, you know i don't have any questions or i don't have any anything to counter it with because i think it's so complete in itself and uh, if uh, like i, I know you have not um, i know i'll send you what the podcast is about again coming back to that it's to let people stop letting go of their fears and start living with faith because i think as indian kids are conditioned grow with don't trust strangers don't do this don't take candy from this and you know having the trust in yourself and also like moving to a more intuition based approach to life i think is a very difficult journey for most of us to make right fear and danger are two different things Mm -hmm. fear is a reaction it's a reaction from the uh, center of your brain Mm -hmm. Uh, it's, it's something you're feeling instinctively uh, it's something that has been conditioned into you. Right. Uh, you know you. This, so, but but an awareness of danger is objective. Mm. Uh, knowing that if you cross the railway track that there is danger mm-hmm. is very different from being afraid to cross the railway track. Yeah. Uh, fear is imaginary. Fear is holding you back, and uh, you need to. You need. To, the moment you feel that something is draining your energy, mm. something something is holding you back. You need to ask yourself if it's fear or danger. Mm-hmm. If it is fear, you need to find out the root. Uh, but then you need to let it go, because only then can you move on. Only then can you discover what you were meant to discover. Right. Uh, if it is danger, understand what the danger is and understand how you can uh, bypass the danger. How can you walk away from that danger as fast as you can mm-hmm. while while sticking through to what you want? Mm-hmm. And and I think it's as simple as that. I think. Uh, a lot of people allow, our, we allow ourselves, even, I mean, I've done this over and over again in my life, I, you, you allow yourself to be overwhelmed by fear. Uh, and, and, and that I think sometimes think so, defines, defines what happens to us. A lot of times we're questioning, why is the universe doing all this to me? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's because we are asking for it. As humans, we're special, we're very special, we, we are attractors. We, we can bring ourselves whatever we truly believe in. Mm-hmm. And if we truly believe that, fucked up uh life's gonna keep giving you examples to, to, full reinforce fully or, that to fulfill fact. yeah to reinforce that fact yeah uh, and, and and but to truly understand that at a fundamental level mm-hmm. like at a vibrational level mm-hmm. and that that I think yeah I uh, some some school of hard knocks is required. Right. Uh, but but I think it's very simple after that. That's that's very thoughtful. And I so does it come down to optimism then? Is it optimism or is okay, it resilience? right? You have to say, I mean, uh, I wouldn't consider myself optimistic at all. I, I, I look for, I constantly seek all possible edge cases and failures. Okay. And I safety net myself. Okay. Uh, so danger is very real. Mm-hmm. And uh, in today's world, uh, so uh, for a lot of us, we find our comfort, whether we know this or not, the fact that we don't really think about the world we live in. But if you really think about the world you live in, it's filled with dangers. Yep. And that's what's actually affecting the quality of life right now. Uh, not the fears that you have. Mm-hmm. The fears that you have are affecting what you are going to be doing about it. Right. But it's the true dangers that are affecting you right now. So if you can let go of the fear and then you can if you can truly objectively see what the danger is, then you can channel. Mm-hmm yourself into doing whatever it is that might be that can that can take you away from that danger right now for however how little way you can and mm-hmm. then keep doing it again and again and that's life and you're constantly improving uh, but fear and danger are very two very very different things and, and as you start seeing them it, it starts becoming clear. Uh, Sun Tzu mm-hmm. uh, wrote the art of what right. that uh, is often quoted. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I really like to Not to lose, uh, which means that in his best case scenario, he doesn't suffer defeat, mm-hmm. uh, and he might have maybe a moderate win. Uh, but when things don't go according to his will uh, or according to his plan, he suffers loss. Mm-hmm. A good general tries to win. Okay, which means that when things go according to his plan, mm-hmm. uh, he wins the battle. But yeah. when he, when things don't go according to his plan, he still has the chances of losing battle. A great gentle, on the other hand, mm-hmm. defines himself because he plays in order to ensure a draw and once the draw is insured, he plays for a win. Mm-hmm. And, and this allows that that in whatever happens, that there will always be a draw. Right. So you start with understanding that if I buy a lottery, what am I going to lose? 5 rupees. Mm-hmm. I will fine with throwing away the 5 rupees. I might fine with going away with for the next 100 years in the hope that like, I might have a 10% or a 1% chance of winning a lottery in this 100 years. Mm-hmm. If I feel that's not a bad luck to try and I have the capability to do it, then let me do it. Mm-hmm. But if it is not something I should be doing, then uh, I would never even try in the first place. So knowing, so knowing what you're doing. I think however much time you spend on that, I think that's all good time. True, and I guess it's also <clears throat> deciding first and then doing right. I think most of us have it all mixed up because we we try different things and then we say that no, I'll see if this works out. I'll see if this works out. I'll see if this works out. But if you go back to your great general analogy, uh, those generals have already made up their mind that that is not going to be. It's not going to be a lose scenario, right? It's first you play for a draw and then you play for a win. Right? And so it, it starts from that middle point where you're not any worse off than where you started. And then from there you go to win. So the, I feel that the decision is to okay. you ins- you, all- you start with the draw. Yep. You ensure the draw. Mm-hmm. And then you move on. Right. Uh, so I think that's where it stands. So a lot of us are <coughs> too busy scrambling. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't even understand why. Uh, but what I do see is that a lot of us are... Scared. A lot of us are looking for answers. A lot of us are quickly influenced by the next big thing, the next flash news. We're constantly assessing the value of the suggestion by our by the by the value we place on the guy who's giving you the suggestion. Right. And not the suggestion uh, itself. And also because you have a memory of failure of this not working, you also don't take any of these too seriously, and you're quickly doing this over and over again and quickly getting desperate. And I see people put themselves into these cycles. Yeah. Uh the only thing that breaks that is Anchoring ourselves to an objective truth, a belief, mm-hmm. a confidence, mm-hmm. and that comes from a belief in the self, and that belief in the self comes from preparation, from from uh, from knowing that you will be, you, you have positioned yourself to do your best. Mm-hmm. Uh, and but also deep down, I think it comes in a faith in the larger universe, in the larger system. If you believe things are good, and you believe that things can be good, and things are meant to be good, and you will mm-hmm. be a part of that good it is definitely possible to do much more than if you believe that things don't have hope. Right. Uh, and that's when be, I think the concept of God or like religion, like I came across it like when my grandmother taught me Sanskrit prayers. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe that, that, that like, times of distress, that's what's calmed me down, that's what I've like, reached out to unconsciously. And you need an anchor. Mm-hmm. And that can be faith, that can be belief. But as long as it is well-intentioned, mm-hmm. as long as you worked on yourself, that confidence is what's going to prevent you from from going into a cycle of desperate information right. In 2017, there's a lot of information out there. Yeah. Uh, you, you, uh, from your conversation, it's very evident that you have a lot of experience and uh, you've done a lot of different things in your life. Can you take us through uh, your journey to here from your, maybe your engineering days and how you got here? Well... Uh... So I just finished high school with like top marks. So I was a studious kid until then. Until then, I a soul and uh, that's in Jesse. I decided in engineering. I decided to explore myself. Okay. Um, go have adventures, see see the whole universe. Mm-hmm. Um, and went through a lot of hard knocks, uh, but uh, what what gave me anchor was uh, my love for algorithms and technology and how technology could be could be fit into the larger social system mm-hmm. uh, to bring about value creation. And I found ThoughtWorks uh, back then, uh, I just found founded in Chicago okay. by uh, Roy Singer. It's, uh, it's the powerhouse of agile technology, the, the cutting edge work that stands the pinnacle of information system building. Okay. And uh, was, I had the opportunity to work there for a year and then work for another year four geniuses who broke away uh we're currently working uh, for the largest uh, hyper growth startup in indonesia okay uh they were 42 when i was their first employee and uh, that changed my life in Bangalore. Uh, i moved off mysore i had left a corporate job and i joined as an employee and then uh, a lot of people raised eyebrows and then mm-hmm. i let that go and then went to goa to make a movie mm-hmm. uh, Many, many more icons were raised, uh, including my own. I have asked myself so many times, what am I doing this for? Mm-hmm. Uh, but I knew that I uh, had dreams to chase, I guess. Okay. And uh, if you, and and as they say, if you have to do risky things, mm-hmm. you have to do them young. Because yep. that's when you can afford them, yep. before your responsibilities yeah. shoot on uh, And if you're young, I would always suggest, I mean, any listener of mine who is still listening to me, <laughs> uh, I, would, I would love to suggest that if you're still young, uh, be safe, but go and see and do as much as you can. Mm-hmm. Be safe so that you can wake up the next day and do it, but be safe. Uh, and if you're old, uh, well, no harm, uh, you can start slowly doing things and, like, I mean, definitely, like, see much more than you would have had but if you hadn't. So. There's so much in this universe. that's beautiful. I think if you start seeing quickly realize how beautiful it is and yep. whatever we were doing before it becomes more meaningful mm-hmm. and, and this is something i wish for india uh, that we explore more uh, as a european <laughs> you're encouraged you're, and even if you were uh, like not really afforded the best of clothes you're encouraged to uh, world travel uh, and, uh, and people do it even without money people people I, I know personally people who have traveled across the world without a single rupee mm-hmm. uh, making pictures and sending Mm-hmm. And, and when people want to see the world so bad, they really, really grow out of that. And they figure out a way. Yes. And we don't need to be extreme, mm-hmm. but we can go small things. We can we can go see what's in the neighboring neighborhood. Like, I'm sure we haven't like seen our own cities mostly. Yep. I don't know the last time that I went to the zoo or the last time I went to the KRS dam. So I don't know what you mean. Okay. So go out for the movie. So what happens after that? The movie. No, you said after you left your uh, c42 you moved on to go out yes for the so uh, i tried doing the i tried making a movie uh, of course i learned a lot about life and, and about larger systems but uh, never did make that movie okay I moved on uh, worked on a system for in new delhi a okay. stealth system which was involving about which is involving uh, getting people among people to meet each other to have meaningful transactions uh, as simple as finding. For okay. I was working in New York and London and okay. I was uh, helping uh, a lot of people come together and get the system going. Okay. Uh, when I was doing that, uh, so it, well, one interesting thing that happened was uh, when I was in uh, Goa, I met uh, a traveler, uh, a Russian, who introduced me to uh, a lot of enthusiasm that eventually led me to discover a lot of magic about my own country in Biden Okay. Uh, and, and also in Delhi. So, and that led to a series of travel uh, across Moscow, as I told you before, mm-hmm. and uh, Varanasi and Udaipur, where mm-hmm. I consulted after my Delhi uh, gig got over. Okay. Uh, one of the developers there moved on to build his own services firm. Okay. And I was very keen to uh, try and enable uh, people from small cities like Udaipur mm-hmm. to learn, to grow, and to Build the confidence to have an exposure to speak in English, which most of them know, but it's just that they've never had the opportunity. Yep. And uh, and over a couple of years, uh, we saw a lot of value being created, mm-hmm. and uh, that gave me the confidence to come back home. That's when I realized that I need to be here, creating value here, and back to everything. Yeah, and uh, you're seeing what's happening here, right? Yeah, and I have no idea where it's going to end, but I am going to go there smiling because I know it's. That that's very uh, that's very moving. But um, was there uh, was there a definitive point of uh, time where you sat down and laid all these down as a plan, or was was were you just open to like these things happening? Plans were very important. Mm-hmm. I think plans are very important because when you conceive of the future, you're making it come true. You you begin you sow the seeds of making it come true. Right? Right. And I have always visualized. I have always planned. I've is wanted. Not that everything I wanted happened, and I think that's a very good thing. Mm-hmm. Like really, I know it's often often said, but it's a very good thing definitely. Right. Uh, because later I realized that a lot of things I wanted was not really good for me. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, but I've also been open to like changing my plan. But I, the plan always helps to know why you changed and what you changed. Mm-hmm. And I think over time uh, it become as, as you start planning. I know I know a lot of people put a lot of effort into management, into keeping books, into making notes, into into knowing these things, but if your focus mm-hmm. uh, is on the right thing and you know that you're going to be spending four hours focusing on this particular aspect of yourself or this particular aspect of work, mm-hmm. uh, you don't really need to think about it. As long as you keep doing it and building the number of hours you're doing it over repetition, uh, it starts becoming natural. And I think you start projecting and planning very naturally. You you're planning you're planning your year and then you're replanning your month when it starts and then you're replanning your day when it starts and you're replanning your hour or uh, and by the minute as I'm speaking with you and uh, like you know replanning <laughs> the rest I should be, be saying <laughs> <laughs> <Right>? so <laughs> I think it's a very natural process so. that that's good to know that's good to know uh, so now uh, we reach like uh, at the end of every podcast uh, I have like a set of standard questions I generally mm-hmm. ask and uh, you know uh, let's let's move on to that. And I honestly did not realize those twenty-two minutes passed by. Wow. So <laughs> I hope I, I I I really hope that we still have those at this point. <laughs> Trust me, we <even>, will. <laughs> right? So uh, moving on to the questions. So what's your typical day like? Uh, I wake up, uh, get get fresh, uh, then I do my set of prayers, mm-hmm. uh, zone out the universe, uh, zone out everything around me in the temple. Whole universe is one and uh, say thank you okay. um, and, and, and ask for the energy to, to do the right things. Uh, I time the sun, okay. and then I start my day. Uh, come na- come to work here basically mm-hmm. and uh, then greet the six people I call family and work uh, on the product that we are building right now. It's okay. a social outreach platform. Uh, I can't talk much about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's stealth still. Uh, but I hope you guys uh, will hear of us soon. I spend most of my day trying to build the system which involves uh, bringing the people together, working on ideas, uh, creating value, experimenting on how this value is affecting people, exploring new options, coming back, formalizing all of this, and building a system that can do this for us. And, and that's where most of my thought and energy go. Okay. And, and, and my long term vision is to, is to channel all of that energy into building a system that can create employment. Uh, a lot of unbridled value to the society around us yeah. and yeah i mean disproportionate value creating disproportionate wealth is a very fair thing to do i think you know. right. so that's what i focus on awesome so who are your role models and why a lot of role models if you had to choose one <laughs> I, I know i'm putting you in a hard place this one uh-huh. a person i don't be. Hard. A non-human person, the son. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll take that. So, how do you measure yourself? Uh, how do I measure myself? Uh, have I set a positive example today? Okay. And have I uh, am I today a better human being than I was yesterday? Are these also the questions that you ask yourself when you reflect? Uh, when I reflect, I ask myself, what happened? What did I do? What could I have done? And since I did what I did, mm-hmm. what should I be doing now? Okay, that's, that's very good to know. Uh, how do you overcome your fear of failure? <laughs> you laugh at it. Uh, so, you know, at Harry Potter, uh, there is this story where, you know, there is this thing that becomes like what you fear. So, you fear And now, it becomes an now, you fear a monster, it becomes a yeah. monster. The only thing you can do to make it go away is to laugh at it. I truly believe that fear, like no, like, I mean that's an invalid question. What do you what do I do about the presence of danger? That's a different question. <laughs> what do I do about the fear of failure? Laugh. Okay. What do you do about the presence of danger then? Uh, work very hard to ensure that uh, despite all dangers coming through, I will still survive. And then when dangers don't happen, I will accept. Okay. That that that's a good perspective. So uh what is on your plate right now. How much? What, what are the things that you eat and uh, how many hours of sleep do you typically <laughs> What's on my plate? A lot of stuff. Uh, maybe the hopes and ambitions of <laughs> friends and family <laughs> and you eats. Uh, not you're uh, even one typical answer, I just want you to know <laughs> that. Uh, what do I eat? What uh, mom packs for me for lunch. And breakfast is what she cooks for me in the morning. Okay. Okay. Dinner is sometimes burgers in downtown or other things I can find in friends. Uh-huh. Uh, Sleep, I get sometimes I don't sleep, and sometimes I sleep for a whole day. Okay, but that's not something I would recommend for anybody else to do. Uh, <laughs> I think, I think, I think sometimes when destiny overtakes and we start doing things we really believe in, mm-hmm. uh, that emotional energy carries you forward. I think the energy builds up, but uh, of course, my friends, my doctor friends, uh, definitely would not like me recommending that to anybody. <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't do I, I truly believe that if you can keep yourself in sync with the world, with the sun. That's the best place to be. That's okay. what I work on, on every day. Okay. That's, that's what I do every like day. Right now, that's how I'm focusing on I'm improving myself. Okay. By bringing myself in sync with, the, with nature. Got it. My last question, uh, I think as we wrap up uh, your uh, interview, how do you feel about uh, speaking about your passion and uh, being part of an initiative that inspires others? Being part of an initiative that inspires others and very humble and honored, uh, I learned the hard way that the only thing we can do as humble human beings is to set a positive example. Right? Right. Because you can, you're you just a spark in this universe, all you can do is set a positive example. And you gave me a chance and uh, I'm hoping, again, that someone's still listening to this point. Thank you. will was the first part of the question. Uh, how do you feel about speaking about your passion? Completely terrified because I haven't done it to this coherence before. Okay. Uh, which is why I, never, I, I consciously didn't think about it until now mm-hmm. and uh, I've been speaking with my heart which I think is the way you should deal with things that you're terrified about okay. uh, which I think comes to fear of failure mm-hmm. uh, do it with your heart and go laughing at it even if it's your doom, you will enjoy the uh, trip mo- and as long as you make sure it's not dangerous it's most probably not your doom okay, that's, that's good advice I, was, uh, I generally end with what's the one thing that, uh, what's the one advice that you want to give people? I think you already did that. Love <laughs> yourself. Love yourself. Come so okay. that. Okay. <laughs> love yourself. Yeah, because I, I think only when we're able to take care of ourselves that we can take care of others, right? Because yeah. that pot only overflows, that, but first it starts with us. Okay. So, love yourself. Love that, yourself. That's fantastic advice. Uh, I honestly did not realize time passed. And uh, we have almost we have reached the end of, uh, of the so interview. Thank, <laughs> you so much, uh, thank you so much. Thank you so much, sir. Thank you so much. I truly hope that you will you will, uh, like go months ahead and setting an example yourself and 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 helping people uh, get inspired by new ideas. Crazy! I hope mine have been crazy enough. sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Thanks sure. So they have. Thank you so much, Michael.